Would you like to have a better money mindset? Would you like to live the life that you truly desire? Are you interested in changing your inner narrative? Does finding more abundance in your life sound expansive to you? Today on Root Awakening Health Podcast, we had a first. We recorded a live episode and I talked with Rosalie Tolentino, who is a feminine embodiment coach. So Rosalie and I decided to record a live episode because we are together in person. I took one of Rosalie's retreats last week and she had this retreat in the Dominican Republic. So we have been traveling around almost for two weeks straight and I went through this super transformative, expansive retreat with her and we went over so many beautiful topics. We were like, why the fuck not make a live episode on Root Awakening Health podcast about the amazing topics that we talked about. So all of you are going to get a sneak peek into the topics that Rosalie teaches and the topics that uh, Rosalie works on her clients with. And you're going to get to see what it's like to have these beautiful, expansive conversations within one of Rosalie's retreats and we talk about a lot of really beautiful stuff here that literally applies to everyone. Um, Rosalie tells us about what she works on with her clients as a feminine embodiment coach and we talk a lot about money mindset and what abundance means to us, what success means to us. We talk about abundance on abundance, how there is really no ceiling to the amount of abundance that can show up in our lives and truly believing that. We also talk about success through inner narrative. What is our inner narrative and how is it shaping our reality? So Rosalie tells us a lot about how our inner narrative shapes the reality around us and how our individual truth, what we truly believe, shows up in our lives. And she talks a lot about how we can have conversations with God, how we can have conversations with our higher power and follow our desires to getting what we want and also to inspiring other people in our lives. Folks, this is a very special episode. Rosalie and I decided yesterday that we were going to record this episode live, and we just did it kind of offhand. So you're going to notice that there's some pauses. It's not really edited. Um, We just went straight through it, Um, so it's very raw. You're hearing noises in the background because we're in the Dominican right now in like a southern beach town, and um, yeah, it's super fun, and it's really unique, so enjoy. Let's get into it. This is Root Awakening Health Podcast. My name is Emily Kosick, and I am here to show you what's possible and guide you to self-empowerment. That is right. It is my job. Besides being the host of this podcast, it is my job to guide my clients to self-empowerment through techniques that they can use to understand how powerful they are, truly believe that, and because of that, invite whatever kind of opportunity they want into their their lives. This could be cultivating the aesthetic look that they want, cultivating the body that they want without having to work out five days a week. This could be truly being themselves and being able to express themselves. This could be cultivating the job that they want, cultivating more travel into their lives. Folks, we can invite whatever we want into our lives just by truly understanding what our inner narrative is and changing our inner narrative if it does not resonate with what we want in our lives. Our inner narrative reflects 
our lives. So I help my clients to figure out what the fuck they want, change their inner narrative to match that, and do what they fucking want. You can work with me one-to-one. I have a three-month program running right now. You can work with me one-to-one on this self-empowerment process, and I will show you how to create what you want in your life, how to experience what you want in your life, how to be fully confident in your body. So if you are interested in this three-month program, if you have any questions about it, please message me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. I am most active on Instagram, but I also have a Facebook, and my Facebook name is M-E-M-Kosek, C-I-O-S-E-K. You can find me on both Facebook and Instagram, and message me about this program. See what's up with this program if it intrigues you. If you love this podcast, if you think it brings value to your life, please share this podcast with your loved ones. Share this podcast with people that you think would also benefit from it. Let's spread the word about self-empowerment. Let's spread the word about natural health. Let's spread the word about what we are truly capable of. Okay, let's get into this episode with Rosalie Tolentino, Feminine Embodiment Coach. Folks, we have another first today for Root Awakening, a health podcast. I have Rosalie Tolentino back on the podcast with me. Rosalie has done two other episodes with me for Root Awakening, a health podcast, but this time is different. This time is special and unique because Rosalie and I are here together in person in the Dominican Republic doing a live podcast episode release. I'm going to release my podcast as per usual, but we are on Facebook Live right now on Rosalie Tolentino's Facebook page, and we're going to do a live fucking podcast episode because we can, because I am in the Dominican Republic working with Rosalie. She has hosted me for a retreat here in the Dominican Republic, and it's been absolutely incredible, so transformative, and we got into so many beautiful topics. We're like, why the fuck wouldn't we do a fucking live podcast episode? So we're doing it. Rosalie Tolentino is a feminine embodiment coach. And again, after you listen to this episode, go back uh, on my Instagram page and my Facebook page on my podcast platforms and check out the other two episodes that she has done with Root Awakening a Health Podcast. They are incredible. She did one on dream interpretations. She did one on like how our narratives shape our experiences. She's fucking amazing. So check those two other episodes out. Rosalie Tolentino, feminine embodiment coach, Thank you so much for joining us again on Root Awakening, a health podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here again. Yes. <laughs> I enjoy this so much. I know. We're so, we have such a nice vibe together and um, we get into just the best topics. And literally we were talking yesterday, we were just talking on the couches, like right behind us basically. And we were like, this conversation could be a fucking podcast episode. And then we're like, why don't we just fucking record? It flows so well, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Okay, so Rose, I want us to, before we dive into all the great topics that we were speaking about on the retreat, I would love for you to just go over what you work on with your clients as a feminine embodiment coach. It sounds so fucking empowering, but like, tell us more about what you work on with your clients doing that. So my clients, um, mainly entrepreneur, women who are out there you know, just creating 
amazing lives for themselves, for their clients, for their families. And what I work on with this woman is their self-identity, who they are as women, who they are as entrepreneurs, you know, what is their legacy, who they see this, themselves to be. I also work on having very strong wealth mindset, you know what I mean, creating narratives that actually work for them um, and destroying concepts that don't really work for them. And that is the bulk of like my, my work mm. and it's super powerful. Yeah, it is. It is. And what? Okay, so let's fucking get into it because the to- one of the topics that we we brought up a lot and that you worked on a lot with me this past week on the retreat was inner narrative work and um, finding your truth and and shaping your reality, your success um, based on what you believe is true for yourself. So, can you tell us a little bit more about this concept? Can you tell us a little bit more about how you uh, guide your clients to achievement through like mindset and, and believing what's possible for them? So, I believe that we have to create conversations within ourselves that actually work for us. I think that when we come into industries like the coaching industry or even corporate America or even any of these places that we get into, um, a lot of times we want to adapt things as true because everybody's doing it or everybody's talking about it. But in reality, the question is, does it really work for you? Like people expect entrepreneurs to be burnt out. That is like the expectation. Either you're, you're in your feminine and you're a flowy and, and, you know, all these concepts that we have about femininity, or you're in your masculine and you're about to burn out because you, you hustle. And the truth is a lot of people like to hustle, and hustle is not even a bad word. But because we have these expectations in corporate America or as an entrepreneur or in the coaching industry or whatever, we start to believe that it's true and we start to believe that it's going to happen to us and therefore it happens to us. When in reality, if you're truly connected to who you are, if you're truly um, self-aware and you know what you need, it will never happen to you. It doesn't have to happen to you. But because we believe these concepts that are so destructive and really don't even help us but keep us in struggle, then it does happen happen to us. So what we do is that basically we grab all these concepts, all these things, all these mindsets that even if even if they're common in, in your industry, they don't work for you, we destroy them and we create new conversations. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you did that with me, right? I am someone who's super in my feminine, right? Always. Like I always say my body will not let me fucking burn out. It won't. And that was something that I was a little bit self-conscious about for a while, especially as I became an entrepreneur, because I'm like, the minute I get into burnout land, the minute I get into overwork, my body's like, no, go rest. Forget about doing this shit. Do the procrastination so you can fucking rest. And I was like, oh my God, I guess I just can't work hard enough. I guess I just can't work hard enough to be fucking successful. So what the hell? And it's still a concept that I am working through and that I wanted to work through with Rosalie last week in her retreat because I really am getting into being myself. I'm really getting into... um, doing my business my way, not calling my co- myself a coach just because everybody else who helps clients in this way calls, calls themselves a fucking coach. I want to do things my way, and my way is very, very unique and a little bit weird, but I exist in this society, so I'm still prone. I can be prone from time to time, or at least I was before this retreat, um, very prone to insecurity about 
if I am an entrepreneur because I have all these weird parts of my personality. And Rosalie helped me work through the idea that if you are yourself, that will invite success to you. And if you are following your desires, as she put it, right? Like if you right. follow your desires, if you do something just because you desire it, that will make you successful instead of trying to make your business look like everybody else's, right? Right. And, and the thing is, why do we, why does it have to be so black and white? Why does it have to be either I'm an entrepreneur and I'm going to burn out or I'm going to self-sabotage and, and because I need rest, I'm just going to let my business go for some time because that's my body screaming. Like, why does it even have to be like that? Why can't we become self-aware? Why can't self-awareness be the goal in our life? Like, if you're self-aware and you see the signs and your mind is telling you, your body's telling you that you need to rest, go rest. It's truly simple. Yes, there's times that we go in harder in our business because we're launching or we're trying to meet a goal or, you know, we, there's areas in our lives that require us to go harder, but why does burnout, exhaustion, you know, the craziness have to be the norm? Either this or I self-sabotage. We can relax in the knowing that we're doing exactly what we need to do at all times. And we can relax in the knowing that we can become so self-aware, which self-awareness is the key to everything I teach because it'll save you so much heartache. It'll save you so much confusion. If you are self-aware, it's almost difficult, it's almost impossible for you to burn out. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And you know what's funny? I was going to say like how we, we kind of determined that it showed up for me last week was I was very self-aware, but going past that point to a place yeah. of psycho... <laughs> no, estamos grabando. Okay. <laughs> so this, is, this just happened. We were at a hotel in Dominican Republic and life. Yeah, <laughs> life happens. We're live. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was very, very, I am very self-aware, but I went past that point to like over psychoanalyzing myself about fucking everything. When I had one bit of doubt or when I had one type of behavior, I would dig into that and dig into that and be like, oh my God, I must be doing self-sabotage. I must be like resting so much because I'm scared to work in my business. That's not necessarily the case. And I think it's such a nice testament to say like, it's about keeping a balance. Like just if you mix, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, Rose. If you mix uh, self-awareness with self-compassion, that is just, the, that, for me, that is like the most beautiful combination because I'm keeping aware of what's going on in my head, what, how that's reflecting in my business, how my behaviors are reflecting in my business. I'm keeping aware of what I want to do, but at the same time, I'm keeping the self-compassion to not assume that everything I'm doing is the wrong thing to just trust myself that the stuff that I want to do is the right thing and being aware of that. You know what I'm saying? What do you think? Right. So my practice, my personal practice is self-compassion. Um, and I started this practice <laughs> at a moment in my life where I had no love for myself. I had no, I would say even self-respect, you know, and I had to get on this self-love journey through self-compassion and, um, I practice self-compassion with everything because it's so easy for us to replay the events in our head 
and guilt ourselves and shame ourselves continuously about something that we did or didn't do in our business when, you know, even if we're self-aware. And I think having, you know, self-compassion looks very different for a lot of people, but, you know, for me personally, it's just about walking with the pain and the, and the disappointment and the embarrassment at times and still moving forward and still loving myself and still respecting myself and still understanding that it's okay, that everything doesn't have to show up, you know, perfect. Like, what is perfect anyways? What is balanced anyways? Like, you know, those terms almost don't even make sense to me anymore. They used to. They don't make sense to me anymore because we're just people learning, evolving, up-leveling, believing new beliefs that work for us more and more and just creating businesses that help us and help others in amazing ways like it's that simple and it's amazing how the concepts that are the simplest are the ones that are actually just make sense and work every time mm, it's so true and they're the easiest to fucking follow i think yes. we get in the habit of overcomplicating things right and i'm guilty of that like i i have done that in the past and it's totally fine, but that was part of my learning experience to understand that, like, there doesn't have to, oh my god, and you told me this last week, I'm just realizing, there doesn't have to be a step-by-step -step fucking plan. <laughs> there doesn't have to be this really specific strategy to go through. There, you can just follow what feels expansive to you and what excites you, like following what lights you up. We even say that a lot in the fucking coaching industry, but people still don't listen to that. Like, I, I'll speak for myself, I still didn't listen to that. I went through and... I went through my coaching, my, the first year of my coaching career, and I was like, okay, I heard, like, do what lights you up, do what excites you, but what excites me isn't going to be profitable. That's what I thought. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true, right? It's not true, honestly. I feel that if you have something to give to the world, if you're convinced about what you're, sh what you're sharing, if you're convinced of what, you, what you're doing, like, it all gets to work. Like, mm -hmm. there are so many different businesses in the world. They all look so different. Nobody creates identical businesses, honestly. And they all get to work. And people make money in the most bizarre ways. Like, there is no, you will only make money if you do business in life this way. Or you're only worthy of money if you do business. Like, that's nonsense. That doesn't even make sense. Do success leave clues? Yes. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like, we've all heard it. It's true. But every business has their own spin. And the more we step into who we are as business women and who we are as entrepreneurs and who we are as people and stay true to that, the more successful we become. Because success is not only defined by how much money we make, but how happy we are, mm -hmm. how fulfilled we are, how self-realized we feel. That are all the measures of success. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. that's like Gary Vee loves to say, if you make 100K a year and you're massively happy, then do that. Mm -hmm. But if you're making a million dollars a year and you're miserable, mm -hmm. then that's not success. And it's true. <laughs> it's just not success. Success is your own definition of feeling self-realized with what you do. Mm-hmm, exactly. And you were just saying earlier, like, challenging, like, what even is 
this? What even is your truth? Or what even is like these, these topics or these words? Like what is that to you? And that's what I was going to say as well. What is success? What is success to you? Is success by default making seven figures or is success making eight figures or is success making a hundred thousand a year or is success just being fucking fulfilled and having your needs met? What is success? Like, I think it's so important that we define that for our individual selves yes. before we move towards somebody else's dream. Right. 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 Yeah. Success is very unique to each person. Like, you know, if I've reached this level in my business and I feel self-realized, that's it. I'm mm -hmm. successful. Mm. I consider myself a successful woman. Why? Because I feel that my business is successful. I feel that my marriage is massively successful. I feel that my relationship with my kids is massively successful. Like, I feel success every single day. My own definition of success. Mm -hmm. And yet, I'm still working towards other income brackets that are going to, you know, complement my life. Right. And, like, success also, we can read, we can... In my opinion, and this is this is a controversial one, I think we can redefine words. A lot of people are like, no, that's going to cause this big, massive communication issue. I'm like, look, I like to explain things in multiple words. I run a fucking podcast that often goes an hour and a half, two hours an episode. I like to explain things in many words. I like to have a conversation instead of just go by definitions and as, as small amount of words as possible. I like to explain things in a lot of words. So in my mind, I can redefine what success means to me, like we're saying, but I can say too, okay, success isn't necessarily the end point for me. Like I could feel successful, I could feel success, and then want to push past that for the next 60 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think success is a measure of like how I feel in the moment. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we don't reach success and it's like, okay, you reach success and that's it. Mm -hmm. You're successful and now you're done. Your business will never be more successful than this. Your life will never be more successful than this. Mm -hmm. Your relationship will never be more successful than this. Like, no. We get to create what success means to us every single day. And sometimes success might look like this to me right now, but then in 10 years it might look totally different. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really an inner game. You know what I mean? It's really about us. Mm -hmm. and what's going on in, inside of us and what we truly desire and what, you know, what we make this life mean. Exactly. It's about us, which is such a nice fucking concept that we get afraid of sometimes. I used to be afraid of that, making things about me. How many times did I get told as a child, don't make it about yourself or don't be so self-centered? This is a big fucking platform for me and my business right now. Reminding my clients, if you focus on yourself, you will gain space to help other people in the long run. Even if you are not taking specific action to help others in your life, you will by default because your actions will rub off on them. You'll be a fucking role model for the people in your life. Focusing on yourself is a contribution to your community and on a global level. So right before I got on the podcast, I had a client call, I had a coaching call, and we got into the topic of my why. Why I do what I do, why do I coach, why, why did I create this amazing, beautiful, successful business? And I told her, I said, you know, for me, I know a lot of people say, well, my why is my family. My why is the money. My why is, you know, 
the lifestyle that I want to live. And for me, I was like, I couldn't wrap my head around this. I couldn't make it about my family because honestly, like, I supported my family when I was in corporate America, no problem. So really, my why, I, I could, it wasn't big enough to say, oh, I want to give my family everything. Like, for me, it wasn't. And the money wasn't really something that I resonate with. Like, do I enjoy the money that comes? Yes. It makes my life so much better. I deserve to be highly compensated for my good work. That's it. It is fixed. But for me, it had to be for something even more selfish mm-hmm. than that. You know, and I stopped demonizing the word selfish. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not okay, then nothing else in my life is okay, right? So for me, in my work, I had to be something more selfish. It was for the pure fact that I just wanted to be self-fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a woman that was self-realized. I wanted to give to the world something that was meaningful to me and something of high value. Had nothing to do with my family. Yes, my family gets to benefit from my business and I'm so excited that I get to do amazing things and I have the time and I have the money to make my family life better. But it was beyond that. It was about being self-realized. It was about stepping into you know, a role that I felt that, that I had power in. You know what I mean? It was, it was about what I was doing, about me completely, totally selfish, and about the women that I knew that I was going to help transform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Way beyond money, way beyond family. Yes, this brings up two topics that I can't fucking wait to get into. First, this idea that money wasn't enough to push you to push, right? Push you to force you to be a certain way in your business or to work a certain amount of hours. You told me this last week during the retreat, money wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. I needed to be connected to it on a deeper level. I needed to really need it. I needed to to get into these topics. I needed to talk about what lit me up. Money wasn't enough. And you said that to me for a reason, also because that was something that I realized as well. I thought, okay, I'm supposed to be, ta- I'm in the health uh, sector, so I'm supposed to be talking about food, I'm supposed to be talking about these things that people are obsessed with. Guess what? I don't want to talk about fucking food. I want to talk about something that's more self-empowering than that, because at the end of the day, if we find self-empowerment, it doesn't fucking matter what our diets are. I'm saying this very close to the microphone because it's so important. It doesn't resonate with me anymore. I don't want to talk about food. So. I realized too, after you told me this, Rose, money isn't enough. I need to be more deeply connected to what I'm doing. I think that's such a beautiful sentiment. Yeah, you know, like the reasons people are motivated are different. You know what I mean? Some people are motivated by money. That's okay. Some people are motivated by family. Beautiful. Some people are motivated for something more selfish. Fine. I'm just a person that wasn't fully motivated by money. I needed to have purpose attached to what I was doing, which in fact creates money in my life. Mm-hmm. I love money. I love creating money. It's fine. You know, but my purpose needed to be way bigger than that. My purpose needed to be, I get to provide value. My life is important. Like what I give to the world is important. When I see a woman, and I work mainly with women, when I see a woman that she believes in herself more, that because she came across a concept that I was talking about and it was valuable to her, she was able to uh, grab onto that and change 
her whole mindset and do even bigger and better things in her life. Like I see it, I see it like this. The reason I do this for the women that I do it for is way beyond than just to get paid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> way beyond than just to get paid because I know what women that came before me, women who led her, themselves first, women who, who were even fearful but still went at it, you know, beautifully did for my life. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of these women led by example because I saw them I was able to believe in myself a little more. Would I've eventually gone to the place I am now? Maybe. Maybe I would have. Would it have taken me a little longer? Possibly. Mm -hmm. Possibly. But I can't measure the value that these women had and the impact they had in my life. But not only in my life, the life of my daughters, the life of my family, the life of my clients, mm -hmm. everything. You know what I mean? So I keep that in my mind. like. Yes, I love the sacred exchange of getting paid because I deserve a good life. But yet, I still get to act from a place of service and integrity and love and give my all. Mm -hmm. So that these women can also believe like I believed in, my, you know, in myself when I was watching them yes. go first. Yep. Yes. Beautiful explanation and also such an important note to make. If money is what drives you and you're excited about that, that's fucking amazing, yes. then go for that. I think the important point is go with what drives you, like go with what excites you the most. Don't just try to rely, I mean, if, if it doesn't resonate, don't try to rely on money to motivate you. Because if it's not motivating you, then it's not fucking motivating you for a reason, right? If money motivates you, amazing, fucking go with that. If it doesn't, then find what does. <laughs> We have to stop demonizing, you know, things that we don't agree with. Like, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Whatever you believe in, whatever you desire is valid. Mm -hmm. If you desire more money, it's valid. If you desire more impact, it's valid. If you desire money and impact, it's valid. Mm -hmm. Like, we all get to do what we desire to do, and we get to, to move from this place of deep desire. Like, there is no wrong and bad here. There's just what we do and we don't want to do and that's it like there is no black and white hmm. and i think that we need to really stop demonizing people and concepts for for not doing exactly how we think they should do like it just doesn't even make sense in my mind yes and again, it's going full circle back to the fact that it is simple. It can be simple. <laughs> the, the strategy or whatever you want to call it can be fucking simple. Follow what you really love. There's no need to compare yourself to anybody else ever. In my opinion, ever. I know that's like, that's driven me in the past, but I don't need to do that anymore. I don't need to, my friend Dom, told member of my audience told me something very life-changing the other day. Well, I try not to compare myself to anybody else. He just said that and I was like, yeah, that's amazing. And I think part of not comparing yourself to anybody else is also just letting people do their fucking thing because their truth is their truth. Your truth is your truth. And it all works. It, and all, it all works. works. And it goes into that, the, the idea of the concepts that we truly believe in. If our truth is a certain way and we believe in this concept, it will be reflected in our reality. I'm, bringing, I'm being brought to another sentence that you told me many times last week during the retreat, which is look at the evidence. Yes. Look at the fucking evidence. Can you explain, 
Can you explain to our audience about this concept, Rose? Okay, so when I was deep into self-doubt, right? I, I, I had this beautiful download, and I use the word download, download a lot because I feel that we have so much inner wisdom, right? That is ready to come out all the time around every single topic. <laughs> Our intuition, call it source, call it God, call it whatever you want. But um, it said something to me like, look at the evidence. And the evidence was, I'm never in lack. Lack is an illusion. Every time I've needed food, I needed money, I can always find the money for food. I could always find the money to put gas, even if it's a little bit. And then even if I put $5 to take me from here to my job, then the next day I was already getting paid. You know what I mean? It was always like working for me. It was always like really orchestrated. And we can sometimes be deep into our lack of mindset. I don't have enough. Money doesn't come to me. This and that or whatever. But then if you look at the evidence, the truth is, that you're honestly never in lack. And I'm not minimizing the people who actually struggle in this matter, whatever, because that's just, you know, another thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about, like, if you look at the evidence in your life, money always shows up. But it shows up at the level of your needs and what you think you actually need and deserve. Mm -hmm. So if you think that you only need and deserve for your, you know, your, your bills and maybe a soda here and there, and having more than what you need is a bad thing, then money shows up to cover that. If you, if you believe that you need way more than that, like I do now, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I need you know, extra things when I get my pedicures and I need extra things when I do my nails and I need money to cover not only my necessities but to make me feel safe and secure by having a savings account. And I, you know, and I feel like I need um, money to travel to Dominican Republic, which I do multiple times a year. And I need money to do this and money to stay at Airbnb for the sake of it because I just want to. Then money always shows up to, to cover those days. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like money shows up at the level of your needs, always. And if you look at the evidence, and that's just basically looking at different times of your life, but this has been true you realize that most of the concepts that we have in our mind don't even make sense. Mm-hmm. That lack is tr- truly an illusion, that we're never really lonely, mm-hmm. that we are deserving of love, that what we have to share to the world doesn't suck if you look at your past post, you know, mm-hmm. which is something that I tell people, look at the stuff you've been writing for years and years. On social media, there is so much beauty and so much enlightenment and, and so much wisdom just on the post that you've been writing but you've not been looking at, you know? Um, there's so much evidence of our greatness, so much evidence when we were even doing, like say for coaches and entrepreneurs, we were even doing this before anybody were paying us and before we even thought that we can get paid. Mm-hmm. There's so much evidence of what we have to give to the world. There's so much evidence of abundance in the world. Like, look at this country. We've been touring this country, and there's trees of mangoes and canepas and, you know, guavas and, and all kinds of stuff. Like, and I even said to Adam, I'm like, and this is something I heard from Dr. Joseph Murphy, nature is so wasteful. Mm-hmm. 
nature is so wasteful. We're like so worried about wasting food and nature is so wasteful. There's fruit on trees that humans will never touch. Animals will never touch. They just fall into the ground, get wasted, decompose, go back into the earth. No one's touched them. Wasted. Wasted. So if you look at the evidence in your life, and you look at the evidence in nature, if you look at the evidence around you, you realize that most of our concepts don't even make sense. Most of our limited beliefs don't even make sense. It's like folklore, kind of, you know? Like, it gets passed down through families, and then you're like, oh my God, that's what my reality is gonna be like. No, we get to redefine that. We get to fucking redefine that. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, I noticed on the, the, what you were saying, Rose, about <laughs> what you believe you need will kind of, your money will show up to cover that. I noticed this when I started getting my nails done and started buying the clothes I wanted and getting my hair uh, done, actually cut. I used to cut my hair myself for like eight years because I was like, whatever, I don't want to spend the money on. But it doesn't even matter. Like the price tags don't even matter. If we value it, the money will show up to cover that because I started getting my nails done. I had these long ass nails. They cost like a hundred bucks just to get, to get them done every two and a half weeks. I never thought, I never came across a point where I was like, oh shit, I don't have that 200 bucks or 100 bucks every two weeks to get my nails done. Like, damn, I shouldn't have done that because now I don't have the money to get them redone. No, I always have the money for that. I always have the money to get my hair done. I always have the money to get the bougie things um, that I want. And I'm just going past that to go, okay, let's get a new car now. And let's, let's, let's need a new car now. Let's need a new house. Let's buy a house. You know, I'm getting to that place. Um, but I start, I just made the decision one day, I'm going to get these nice ass clothes. I'm going to get the expensive clothes that I want that I know are made well or that I know are made in a careful way or um, that I feel good about buying uh, or just because I want to buy something expensive I'm gonna get that I just I just made that decision one day I don't know where that download came from but I just decided that's what I wanted to do and the money showed up and it always showed up and I never thought oh my god I missed that $200 I need it now no never yeah and you know and it's beyond what we need right it gets to be, we get to a point where it's just beyond what we need. And it's now I just desire. Yeah. Which is what I fully tapped into and, and is what I'm actually teaching people. It gets to be about what you desire. You can cover your needs. I can cover my needs. I need food. I need water. I need shelter. I need safety. That's fine. Covered. It's not even a thought. Because most of our needs are covered, especially if you live in America. Covered. Our desires, and, and the way I explained it to them, I said, every time manifestation happens, every time, you know, let's say God brings something to you, it's not really something that you need. It's not food, water, shelter, you know, safety. is somebody inviting you to an amazing event, you met somebody else. Somebody randomly shows up on your page, and they, they're like, in love with your concept, in love with what you have, and they show up and they pay in full. Like, pure pleasure. Pure pleasure. Manifestation is mainly pure pleasure. Things that happen and then they cost pure pleasure. You don't need them. It's not food, it's not water. It's just how manifestation of the universe, God works. And when we, we stop thinking that pleasure is bad and stop thinking the desire is bad, 
we open ourselves up for all kinds of miraculous things, right? Things that show up for pure pleasure, synchronicities that lead to one journey and another journey that just feel amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I always say I live in the land of the wondrous because I feel like I create these these spaces, like open up so much space for all these beautiful things to just happen. So when it comes now, I don't even think, I don't even think about like, you know, should I or should not buy, should I not buy this? More to me now is like, do I desire this? Do I desire to have this? Regardless of the price, regardless if it's, if it's five bucks, regardless if it's like, thousand dollars do I desire this and then I operate from the place of desire and then now I've realized more and more things about myself because we don't we never finish self-discovery right mm -hmm. it more more and more now I'm like I value comfort I value things that make me feel deserving I value things that that feels good in my skin I value smells regardless of what they cost that evoke certain emotions in me. Mm. So I'm no longer buying things and operating from a place of deep need and more of like, what do I desire and what do I value? Mm -hmm. And that feels good. <laughs> yeah. That feels very good. It feels freeing because it's kind of giving yourself your, per your own permission. It's like giving yourself permission to just get whatever you want. You know, and I think we're shamed away from that so much in childhood and just right now. We're shamed away from like, well, what you want, there has to be something bad or unethical attached to that. You know, sometimes it can be like you just want this and you're going to get it. And that's the most ethical thing you can do, you know. Um, and Rose, can you tell us a little bit about the mindset shift that needs to happen from going into like, okay, this is what I need. This thing is practical, so I'll buy this. Let me make up a practical reason in order for me to purchase this to going from that place to I desire this, so I'm gonna fucking get it. Yeah, you know, I don't think there's a long process. I don't think there's, there's I, I believe in very simple, very simple mindset shifts. I don't believe in the, the hard work, the hard inner work. Mm -hmm. I believe that hard is not even necessary. Mm -hmm. I think that self-questioning, again, going back to self-awareness, self-questioning, self-conversations, have conversations with yourself. When all your needs are met and you have an impulse inside of you that's like, you know what? Maybe you desire to be in a vehicle that feels more comfortable. Mm -hmm. You don't have this desire to be in a vehicle that feels more comfortable for the sake of it. Like you have this desire because it's birthed from the divine idea from within you. Mm -hmm. And as simple as saying, you know what? I deserve to be in a car that feels more comfortable because when I'm in a car that feels more comfortable, I feel expansive. Mm -hmm. When I'm in a car that feels more comfortable, I feel less of a struggle. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember a time when I was driving in a car with no AC in Florida heat. Mm -hmm. Because I couldn't believe that I deserve to have a new car. Like, it doesn't even make sense to me anymore. Mm -hmm. The simple mindset shift was, I get to desire comfort. Mm -hmm. Because when I'm in comfort, I think better. When I'm in comfort, I operate from a better place inside of me. When I'm in comfort, I am more happy. 
when I'm in comfort, I show up better. And that's it. Mm -hmm. If I show up better when I'm in comfort, then that's it. That's all the reasons I need. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, it doesn't have to be like this huge journal entry or this hard work or this whatever. It's just conversations with myself that create a shift within me. Why do I like comfort? When I'm in comfort, I show up better. I'm not showing up sweaty, <laughs> you know, to, to an event. Like, yeah. I look better. My makeup stays on. I feel better. I deserve this. Yes, I can have comfort. Mm-hmm. When I lay in a bed that has amazing sheets, for the pure pleasure of me laying in a bed has amazing sheets, I wake up and I'm like, it evokes a feeling of gratitude. Mm-hmm. It evokes a feeling of happiness. And you can buy things for the feeling. You can buy things for the comfort. You can buy things for the desire. Like, we can buy things because we just simply want them. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Beautiful. Rose, you mentioned that to me, we talked a lot about this last week, you mentioned that you pray a lot to God. And that is, that's kind of like your... God is standing by you in this process. So it's a lot of introspection. It's a lot of talking with yourself. Um, and would you say that God is really like your, your true mentor through this process? Or like God is like uh, keeping... It's more than just a mentor. How do I want to describe this? Like, it's basically you and God, you know? It's you and God going through this. Like, we all have mentors in the human realm, and that's beautiful, but at the end of the day, on a very, the deepest level, it's you and God. Yeah, so I always say that, it's me and God, and that came from a place, that, that actual, the phrase, <laughs> came from a place where I had a lot of self-doubt that I would make, ever make it in this industry, and, um, and I was afraid of showing up, I was afraid of talking to the people. I was afraid of, of you know, showing my gifts to the world. And, and I remember one day I was like, I don't want to do it scared. Like, doing it scared feels like deep anxiety. It feels like hell, basically. It feels like I'm about to have a panic attack. I want to do it on faith. I want to do it based on faith. I want to do it knowing that I can trust source, intuition, God to guide me. I want to do it from a place of knowing that if there's an action birth inside of me, my intuition is telling me, go live, go for it, go this, do this, travel here, do that, it's, it's right and it's always right mm-hmm. because it's divine wisdom and I can't go wrong. So I want to do it based on faith. And that eased that whole experience of me going for it, me taking inspired action. Um, so, you know, I, I remember I was having this massive conversation with myself, with source, with God, mm-hmm. with my, you know, inner knowing. And I come out of the bathroom and I'm like, it's just me and God, babe. Like, I was talking to my husband, it's just me and God. Like, that's it. This business will be created. Just me and God. And it holds true, you know. I... I have conversations with source, with myself, and I, you know, I can interchange all these words. For me, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. I believe that me and God are one. I, I believe that my internal GPS is simply divine mind. You know, is a divine 
knowledge and I have conversations and I check in with myself and I ask myself very, very strong questions. Mm -hmm. And then I trust that whatever the answer that's going to come through comes from the divine mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And even when fear so shows up, I can actually have a conversation about the fear and check in with myself. Like this is a everyday conversation with myself, with God. And that is basically my GPS in life. Mm, I love it. I love the idea. I talk a lot about living through intuition and living through soul. And I love this concept of like it's you and God exploring conversations with yourself and God and using that as your GPS. I think that's yeah. a beautiful way. Yeah. And, you know, and it's things like this. And, and I say this very powerfully because I believe it so much. Yeah. If I believe that source, God, the universe, is expansive, and I believe that source, God, the universe, is abundant, and, um, and I can't go wrong, and all those things that we say, you know, in phrases, unposed, <laughs> they sound very cute, but if you truly believe that God is a God of abundance, right, when you're in lack, what, who do you believe in? When you're afraid, who do you believe in? When you think it's not possible for you, but possible for somewhere else, someone else, who do you believe in? Are we believing in a God of abundance? Are we believing in, in, in source? Are we believing in, in expansiveness and, and, and that God guides us and that we can never go wrong and this and that or whatever? Are we believing in the power of lack? Are we believing in the power of fear? Are we believing in, you know, the power of, like, never fulfilling our dreams? So, like, what are we believing in? Like, we have to be honest. We have to have these honest conversations. What do we believe in? And then we have to be honest about it. If you're in lack, then you don't fully believe in a God of abundance, and that's it. You don't believe the source can create abundance in your life. And that's the conversations that I have with myself all the time. Mm -hmm. And it totally destroys so many concepts for me. And I'm like, I am like literally a destroyer of concepts that are garbage. Like, <laughs> and I say this, I'm totally destroying concepts that are garbage all the time. Some of these concepts don't make sense. I believe in a God of abundance, but then I don't believe that abundance is mine. What the hell? I am rewriting the title of this podcast episode to Rosalie Tolentino, Destroyer of Concepts That Are Garbage. <laughs> it's amazing and so true. Um, I have to make myself a note. Okay, so it goes full circle back into what do we believe in? Whatever we believe in will be reflected in our reality. And that also moves into like, do we believe in God? Do we believe that God loves you no matter what? Okay, so are you still getting into these cycles of feeling really unworthy? Are you still feeling like, well, I'm not worth this much money? Okay, but I thought you believed in, I thought you believed that God loved you no matter what. If God loves you no matter what and you're worthy of everything, then act like it, you know? And of course, we have these moments of, of self-doubt and it's okay to just, to just let that be. But um, 
I think it's so beautiful, this idea of like, yeah, if you believe this, if you believe that, that you are abundant and you believe that you're not going to be in lack anymore, then don't be in lack anymore, you know? Yeah. My clients are, um, they go through phases of, you know, they're, they're going through the process, they go through phases of, of self-doubt and they're, they're wondering about if they're making the right, the right decision and they, they're, they, a lot of them kind of came from this health sector that's like, you can't do this, you can't eat this, you can't behave like this with your partner, you can't, um, if you do this, you're just like, you're self-sabotaging, you're destroying. And they, it, leaves, it leaves people feeling kind of weak because they're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like succumbing to this thing that I'm succumbing to this type of food or I'm succumbing to this type of behavior and oh no, I'm, I'm going to try to do everything perfect and then maybe I'll slip back into doing something that I'm not, not supposed to be doing. And I'm, I'm telling them, look, if you want to be done with this thing, you can decide to be done with it. You don't have to. If you truly want to be done with something and you feel like that's right in your soul you can decide to be done with it if you want to fully embody this concept you can decide to fully embody this concept it everything goes full circle what we believe becomes our fucking reality yeah that's it i, I what we believe is our world right there there's no in between when people tell me they can't do something i'm like yeah you're right you can't do it i get it i believe you because that's what you believe mm-hmm which is why I don't argue with people and their concepts. Like, you can, one of my really good friends, Jay, she says, you can keep your problems. <laughs> and it just makes sense to me. Like, you can keep your problems. Yeah. You know? And, and which is why I'm like, don't believe me. Don't believe what I'm telling you. Like, don't believe my, you know, radical ideas and the concepts I destroyed. I've destroyed them for me. I've yes. destroyed them for the people that, you know, are ready to believe in something new. Yes. Check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself if you believe this. Mm-hmm. If you believe the source is all powerful and source is, you know, that source can heal, but you believe in disease, then you don't really believe in source. Check in with yourself. Ask yourself what you believe. Mm-hmm. And you will destroy your own concepts. Exactly. You will move into a different type of mindset. Like, you know, Find the evidence in your own life. Mm-hmm. Find the evidence in your own life because I found the evidence in my life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Yes. The second thing that I wanted to ask you about that I was talking about a little bit earlier was the idea of going first. This was one of our most powerful conversations, I believe, on our retreat. And you are, you feel so deeply, Rosalie, that us as coaches or us as entrepreneurs or just us as people need to go first in our industry or just need to go first with the topics that speak to us. Can you explain uh, this process and this outlook? Yeah, so I believe that in order for us to be leaders in life, we have to lead ourselves first. That has a firm belief in me, right? And I think that we've gone first in so many areas of our lives. We don't realize it because we don't give, us, we don't give ourselves enough credit. Mm-hmm. The things that we have gone through, how we've handled that, have we moved past it, like we've gone first, right? And there's people, let's say, people that watch us, especially us coaches, that are gonna see that and we're gonna be examples for those people. I believe like, 
so I'm big on self-identity, huge on self-identity, which is one of the topics that I teach the most and the most passionate about, because honestly, I believe that until we step fully into our self-identity, it's kind of hard to do business. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not sold on our ideas and we're not sold on what we're selling, we're not sold on our business, like how the hell you do business? It doesn't even make sense, right? So I believe that us as entrepreneurs, as transformational coaches, as feminine embodiment coaches, as business coaches, whatever it is that we do, sometimes, and I've heard this concept from multiple people, you know, Melly Ann Lair, um, Florence Kobushen, just many people, and I just adopted this beautiful concept of going first, but here's the thing. Can you leave yourself in the heartache and still go full in on your business? Can you leave yourself through disappointment and still go full in on your business? Can you lead through divorce, through failure, when no one's watching you, when you haven't even found a client, when you launch and no one buys your stuff, nobody been there, can you still lead yourself and lead your business all in? For you and for all of those women that are watching you and that are experiencing this day in and day out. Like I, I, like I was telling, um, it's hard for me to stand on this side and tell you how to lead yourself if I, if I didn't lead myself first. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can stand here powerfully in this moment and say, listen, you can get to the other side. You can have a profitable business. You can have a successful marriage. You can have an amazing family. You can have all these things. You can operate from a place of desire. You can find that groundingness that you need in your identity. Like you can find self-love. No matter what you're going through, I can say that because I'm standing here in that myself, in that full embodiment. I can't, I can't go to you. <laughs> I can't go to you and go into the pits of hell to take you out. But I can say, listen, take a right here. Take a left here. Walk a little more. Come to the light. Follow my voice. I got you. I'm on the other side. I am on the other side of this. It's possible for you. I can only do that because I have led myself here. Even when I didn't know what it looked like, even when I didn't know that it was possible for me, even when the clients didn't buy, even when I had self-doubt, I walked with self-doubt. I kept going. I walked with disappointment. I walked when clients said they would sign and wouldn't sign. When they bought from somebody else, I triple the cost. I walked when my relationship wasn't perfect and things didn't feel all the way right. I walked when I, when I felt sick and I still kept going. I'm on the other side. I can tell you that whatever you're going through, you can walk with that and still make it. Mm-hmm. That is only a small moment in time. That soon, maybe you won't even remember this moment. That all of your desires are possible because I made my desires possible. You can walk with this, you can be on the other side. Mm-hmm. Fully convinced of that because I led it myself first. Mm-hmm. I kept going. 
And that's it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And like even looking back and saying, and now I realize that that client didn't sign with me or this person didn't work out with me in my dating life because I had to open myself up to somebody else, to another client that was even even better match for me or another partner who is an even better match for me or another job that was an even better match for me. Um, we hear about these fucking stories all the time and I know that I have choose, chosen to ignore them in the past and now I'm like, Look at the fucking evidence, as Rosalie would say, right? Look at the fucking evidence. It happens. We hear people say it all the time. Oh, yeah, this shitty thing happened to me, but it opened up something else in my life. I personally got so fucking sick. I was getting infections all the time. That led me to being a health coach, which led me to where I am today, working with my clients on self-empowerment. What the hell? I never would have fucking guessed that. And it wouldn't have happened the same way if I didn't get sick. So, so important. So important. And um, Rose, I was gonna ask you one more thing about this, this idea of going first. Oh, I was just gonna make the note that again, it comes full circle and ties into the idea of when you focus on yourself and your desires, you inspire others to do the fucking same. You're helping other people by default, you know? Um, you're, making a, you're making a mark on this earth just by following what you personally selfishly want to do, right? Right. Right. You know what I mean? By me listening to spirit, by me going all in my life, by me showing up for myself, I'm inspiring others just by me doing that. There's somebody watching me that is like, oh, it's possible for me too. Mm -hmm. Because I know when I see a woman that inspires me, I believe a little deeper. I know that it's possible for me too. Like, when I always say this, you know, now that I'm at a, a different level of my business where I believe in infinite possibilities. I did not know that I could ever make a million dollars in my business prior to seeing other women make a million dollars in my business. Yes. 50K months did not feel fulfilling to me. But then I saw another woman making 100 and I was like, oh, she can make a hundred. Mm -hmm. And then I saw another woman make, you know, $200,000. And I was like, wow. And then another, a couple, and a couple other women made a million dollars. And I was like, wow, mm -hmm. it's possible. Mm -hmm. Then I saw a woman make a million dollar a month. And I was like, wow, possibilities are endless. Mm -hmm. But it's not, it's not only about money. When I saw that people could actually have beautiful, fulfilling relationships mm -hmm. that the struggle was not needed, that the toxic situations were not needed. I was like, wow, I can have a very non-dramatic, beautiful relationship with a man that is very into this masculine, but still has so much space for me because I see that that's possible. Mm -hmm. Before I even met my husband, I believed that was possible for me because I saw it. Mm -hmm. So it's so important that we show up powerfully for even the people that will never buy for us. Mm -hmm. The people that are just watching us and we're just impacting by default. Mm -hmm. Rose, I would like to hear about what you're working on right now. And I would like to hear about your retreats. Are you going to do more, do you think? Are you going to figure it out? Tell us about like, what you have in the works. So this was my first retreat, the Woman Arise retreat. I'm definitely gonna do it again. It was such an amazing experience. 
Uh, it was transformative for you and for me. Um, so definitely it's coming soon, um, in a few months. So I'll be doing that. What I'm working on right now, as I'm getting ready to give birth to my baby, I'm actually seven, seven months pregnant. So, by the way, by the way <laughs> um, what I'm working on right now is my intensive. It's called the Code You Intensive. It is one of the programs I'm most excited about. I am in love with this program. It is high level container for 30 days where we basically work on your self-identity and your money stories. And we basically, all those, and we destroy so many different concepts that don't help you rise, you know? So we, we basically do a one-on-one -on -one call. We're in this beautiful 30-day container. So much support. Um, and then when the program is about to end, we create an entire custom plan for you to follow on your own with the different concepts of self-conversations and self-awareness and all of those things that you need to continue on your life and business. Like, I'm in love with this. I don't know another 30-day container that's better than this. This is beyond amazing. I love it. I heard some about it last week and trust me, Rosalie is just as excited about it in the morning, in the evening. <laughs> we spent basically all this time together for almost two weeks straight and she's fucking lit up about it. Guess what that means? It's going to be fucking kick ass because she's being guided to do it. It's so beautiful and such a unique coaching experience. Um, so Rose, our audience members who want to follow you, who want to support you, who want to look into your coaching programs, where can they find you? So I am mainly on Facebook, but um, you can also reach me on Instagram. Is the Rosalie Effect across all my platforms. Hell yeah. Rosalie Tolentino, feminine embodiment coach. Thank you so much for joining me today and having this new experience with me on Root Awakening a Health Podcast. Thank you for having me again. This is this is a blast, like always. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this live podcast recording in the Dominican Republic with Rosalie Tolentino, feminine embodiment coach. I have all of Rosalie's information linked in the show notes. Find her on Facebook. She is most active on Facebook. You can also find her on Instagram. Go support her get coached by her enjoy her content she puts out some amazing stuff folks if you did love this podcast episode share it write a review for it give us five stars it helps us so much to get the word out more about how powerful we are how beautiful our lives all can be how much we can have space to help other people how much we can have space to help ourselves everything that we are capable of it's important for me to get this word out to the world. Please help me do that. Um, and let's share all of this great information that we are talking about here. My name is Emily Kosick. I am here to show you what's possible and guide you to self-empowerment. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. See you on the next episode.